a fucking joke right now? Welcome back to Triggered, everyone. I'm your host, Michelle. This is episode nine. This week's guests, I invite two fiery sisters who come on and we talk about what happens when you have different values, when your ethics do not line up anymore. How do you keep those people in your life? Should you be canceling them? Twitter is canceling literally everyone else. Happy Pride. As a reminder, we are still matching donations to any organizations that are supporting Black Lives Matter or any kind of systemic racial injustice. Uh, please just send me the receipt and I will match that donation myself. I'll also have the links on the Instagram so you guys can click. It's super easy. Uh, even if you're the laziest piece of shit out there, you can still find a way to uh, support either financially or just by signing petitions. There was a great Google Doc I had up there. It will go back up there this week. And that's it for me, I think. Tune in next week. We're going to be doing a very special episode on uh, Canada Day and the roots of Canada. Tune in for that next week and stick around for this week. All right, I'm out. or people you know have different values than you and at which point do you suck it up and at which point do you say hey this is no longer for me very yeah. interesting jessica yeah. i'm sorry what? this is no longer for me <laughs> bye <laughs> what Amanda, can you turn your com- camera on mine is on no, we turned it off no i didn't no, it's there in white. It does not have a line slash through it. Is there something maybe, are there particular topics that uh, like you're really, or like particular values that you're really strict ab- about, like to the point where if you met someone new, you wouldn't want to really interact with them? Well, don't they say don't ever talk politics, religion, and like salary, something like that? I feel like that's like the the golden rule, the trifecta of things yeah. you just you don't bring up because it's someone's gonna get pissed, someone's gonna get say like working with a team. Although yes, naturally COVID changed a lot. I mean, working with a team of almost fifteen people, it's shocking in all different you know departments how many people do talk about salary and how many people do talk about politics and how many people, you know, religion is less. I feel it's just also in this day and age, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that just don't even give it the thought of day. Like they don't. Yeah. I should say. So I think I I was going to say, I disagree. I think it's just more that it's hidden now because of how it is today. Yeah, that could be. Because all of a sudden on Facebook, man, the amount of people that I have that are super like, Jesus, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that about you. We're like, God bless everyone today on this miraculous day. I got that in an email the other day. Like, <laughs> grâce à Dieu, pour notre santé, sécurité, bien-être. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm just telling you your return date is like August 3rd. That didn't calm down. <laughs> It's weird that those three things specifically are things that we are like kind of censored because mm-hmm. there they seem to be three quite important pillars in people's lives. That's like it. religion. I mean, politics, you can literally probably live in a world where politics don't really exist to you if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that are politically illiterate, mm-hmm. but religion and well, salary, especially. I think salary, and again, I'm coming from a place of management, so I'm sure you guys are going to have much different 
views than me in, in regards to this because my view was very different until I was actually placed in a place of management which you know makes you change your 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 view on it is I just feel that because by its nature unfortunately the work world that we're in essentially associates your price uh-huh, your world so by discussing this amongst each other you're basically kind of identifying to one another what you're your worth is, which I think is so not fair. It's so not true. You know, it's just mm-hmm. also the nature of what's actually being executed in your day-to-day work, work, work life. So and, I feel like yeah. it's, sorry. No, sorry. I have to stop cutting you off. Carry on. No. So, I mean, like, it's really different for me. Like beforehand, I wouldn't have an issue. I mean, I never, Amanda, you and I, and probably Michelle were raised in a way where you didn't talk about it. It was like the biggest thing was like, you have to shake a good handshake in an interview and you don't talk about your salary with anybody. Like, mm-hmm. followed by don't talk about religion, don't talk about politics. But I mean, I just, I feel that it's like hard right now because I see, you do see how many people have different work ethics and how they interpret what they're you know, work is supposed to be, in which case, in certain cases, I can say that I can see, you know, where it would be such a point of contention. In an office setting or like even amongst your friends, you're right. Like if it's if you're really attributing like a price tag to someone's work, then it I can understand why people get touchy about it, because then it's like if you're making less than your friend, even if you're in different, completely different uh, industries, which I think is important because just some industries by nature are just naturally more. Uh, they just have more money in them. But I can see how like comparing that is basically saying, well, like you're worth this much and I'm worth this much. And it, it gets touchy. Starting off in the workforce specifically, I remember being like, whoa, I'm getting paid X amount. I've hit the jackpot. And then you realize, you know, three years in and you're like, wait a minute, that person just started and they're doing, I'm doing all of this and they're getting paid that? Absolutely not. But also sometimes... Um, And this debate has come up within my group of friends because we're a large group and you have some who completely went to, you know, university and then even continued afterwards to master's. And then you have some that started working right out of high school Mm -hmm. and you have that experience versus education thing where I have a lot of friends who are actually making the same amount and it's a good amount because we're pretty open with that. I'm open with that. I come from, you know, salary of broke. I, so I'm open about that stuff, (laughs) but I'm just saying like, you know, you have some friends that are definitely making the same because they were, you know, 10 years into the workforce by the time that, you know, the other one came out of school. So I think that's also where it gets touchy because what is better? I don't know. At the end of the day, I think personally, I think experience play coming from schooling, I think, experience plays a little bit more of a role in the workforce but with the more school you do you can definitely depending on which uh you know avenue you've taken like which sector you're in schooling just the extra degree automatically gives you like jump like 10 pay scales you know so like it's it's hard it's hard it is touchy because people do associate it with worth I've had moments where I was like oh my god I get 15 an hour I suck also, if you're looking at salaried versus hourly, that's like also a terrible way to look at it because, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. 
for a salaried sure. worker is going to break down to like $32 an hour. Whereas like, you know, you're busting as an hourly worker. It's different. It's, it's all yeah. different. You, there's a bunch to take into consideration. A big thing that you said there, the difference is that the person that's been working for 10 years versus the person that's coming out of school, it may be like this. The difference is that the person that's been working for 10 years, at some point they're capped versus the person that's coming out of school in most cases, not all, in most cases, yeah. they're, only, they're starting at the place where the person who's going to be capped soon is at, which means there's a lot more potential for, because now you're only starting to gain your experience here, but once you have the degree and 10 years experience, yeah. so I think that's the difference, although yeah, it depends too on when you finish school. I mean, I don't have many, but I still have some friends that are 30 that are in school. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Like totally. At that point, you're like, yeah, well, I already do have 10 years experience and and I have a related degree. So like it, it does play a factor in, into that. But then I have other friends yeah. who, yeah, even coming straight out of school from university with masters are by far for sure more than I am. Although it's still a big question mark because I don't talk about it with my friends. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea what any of my friends make. Yeah. See, I, I, see, I would say for me, it's, it's half and half there's some people that are are super open with it and I kind of just I meet openness with openness mm -hmm. right so like I'll just like if someone says it to me then I'll I'll say it to them yeah I'll speak to my family about it I'll speak to like my roommates about it because I don't see it as an issue but I also think sometimes like like you said like because we're kind of putting price tags on each other there is some of that like jealousy that comes in and that weird like it can add a lot of weirdness to dynamics like if you're splitting things like some people really think that like if you're making more money that like when you go for drinks or something that like or you go for dinner they expect you to like put a little bit more you know what I mean like or if they know you make a lot of money and they see that you're like don't want to really spend it then there could be judgment there like there's all these kinds of windows it can open so I think that's why like no money talk was like established because it was just like to avoid like all this like weird like conflict that like people have surrounding money my friends were very much like if we owe each other like you don't need to chase you know and a lot of the times it's like oh no it's good like if I don't know we're going downtown and we split gas it's like okay you got me a, like buy me a drink we'll call it even it's fine you know yeah and but we've never like that episode sits so like at the top in my head all the time that episode of friends because like to put everything together and split it equally when you know someone who's on a budget literally just ordered a salad nah that shit doesn't fly <laughs> like if I made it a point to come out but I could only afford it's happened for friends birthdays yeah. I can only afford like a salad and a drink I'm not splitting a bottle of wine with you I'm not paying for like the you know no 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 we never really did that most of the time I mean the majority of my friends, to be honest, were we coupled. So it was almost, it was never like, we're all going to split it. It was like, the couples. We'll split the bottle of wine, it's divided in two. Like, it, it was never bigger than that. And if we did do bottle service when we were younger, then it was always the idea was, oh, you're going to get way more drinks. But at some point, it's so not true. And we stopped that early on because it was like, no, I'll just buy my own drinks. Because if I have to spend $20 and I only get one drink versus I could spend $20 and get two drinks, I'm going to do that. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then you go and then there's people who go and literally just split everything. And I think yeah. with for me, it just depends on, I think it just, it's also just like people 
some people just have expectation. Like they think that if you make more money, then it's not as big of a deal for you to spend it. But then it's like at the end of the day, everyone should just be in charge of their own finances and figure it out themselves. <laughs> there shouldn't be any weird like expectations on and anything. Yeah. And I think this is a point of like frustration among some of my friends is that there's the ones that we went through a period, especially where, you know, there's the ones that are saying like, I'm so broke. I'm so broke. I'm so broke. I'm so broke. Oh my God. You know? So then you kind of have that feeling of, okay, this might come around at some point. So I got this one. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. not really reciprocal because you're like, I'm cool to cover this cocktail, like, or I'm cool to cover your meal or you guys come to our house or, you know, along those lines. And, and at the same time, it's almost frustrating because then they might do something completely opposite. Like, you know, it's, it's been the case where it's like, I'm so broke. I'm so broke. Here, here's my new car. And you're like, what? Yeah. But again, there's so much more complexities involved that you shouldn't judge it on that because maybe one's a necessity. Maybe they, you know, got a promotion or something changed. I don't yeah, know. If I they're do. your friends. I feel like a one-off is not bad at all. But if sure. it's always constantly, you know, and I'm a firm believer, not to get into the whole wedding debate, but I'm a firm believer in the sense of if it's your wedding, um, Mm-hmm. And you've decided to pick this like fancy ass venue and super expensive plates and like all of this shit, then like don't expect me, even if I know the price of your plate, exactly. to pay for what you choose. You know what I mean? Like as friends, when we got into wedding season, and I don't want to go off topic and start talking about weddings, but when we all went into wedding season, it was like, this is how much I paid at yours. It's how we're, how much we're going to pay at all of them. Oh yeah. Done. Like no questions asked. If your plate was less, good for you. If your place was more, good for you. <laughs> like again, when you consider like certain aspects of that, if we're using the wedding as a as a point of a reference. I'm sorry that I brought weddings into this. When it's good. When I um, when I said names, but when Mr. X's sisters yeah. <laughs> got <laughs> when John Doe uh, <laughs> sisters were uh, getting married, let's say 10 years ago, when we were 20, 21. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes. My budget was very different. And that was another thing that's changed. So now knowing that, let's say they're older and, you know, it's a different reality, should they be, does it automatically mean that they should be giving the same amount as us when we were 18 and we gave them? But I wasn't necessarily saying that, like what the argument that you're bringing up, I'm saying as a group of friends, we came together yeah, and we were kind of like, okay, we can now see that within the 10 of us, there's like obviously a few that have chosen this path, you know, and, and to be honest with you, the one or two that have pretty much, you know, been single or stayed single throughout like our entire friendship they were not expected they were like no count me out of that amount I'm gonna give my okay cool like you know what I mean like so to kind of like honestly I have to say yes like my friends are really good for that if if you're comfortable talking about like salaries and stuff then we know if not you know we respect each other's privacy because at the end of the day it's none of my business it's your business it's not my business Mm -hmm. but when it comes to things that affect like all of us we try to be equal you know like 
yeah. as much as possible. Like as the years go by, everything gets more expensive anyway. So someone who, you know, got married, who's getting married five years from now versus five years ago, like, you know, things won't cost the same. Like, you yeah, know, it's all but, relative. It's all, at least like inflation is relative for the most exactly. part. This episode is sponsored by Butter and Other Drugs. Yeah, I think in those terms, like money is a bit easier to like stay away from. Yeah. Um, Religion's a little hard. Religion's a bit harder, but I'm saying too, like also just like specific characteristics or just things that you're like morally opposed to. Okay. Like I was giving you an example, like the handicap spot thing, like my whole argument that I got into my parents with was that like, if you pull into a, if you're the person, I mean, obviously there's situations for everything, but if you're the type of person who routinely takes up a handicap spot, in mm-hmm. my mind, that says something about your character. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's, it says that you have no empathy and that you can't see past your own experience and what you need to be doing in that very moment. Absolutely. Oh, that's such a nice way of saying it. It's more like you're a dick and you're selfish and the rules don't apply to you, asshole. Yeah. I can say, I remember when one of my friends was pregnant. Oh, Jessica, uh, like that spot, can't go. And she she was pulling into one of the family spots, like the, the four pregnant women and family spots. Cause those are like newish, let's say last five years, you see right. more at, at next to, you know, I prefer to use the term universal access spots. And, <laughs> uh, not universal if they're for women with children and pregnant like ladies, but anyway, you know I'm saying instead of using the term handicapped, Oh, oh my bad. Yes. Okay. Cause you don't say it's like a handicapped washroom anymore. You say it's a universal access washroom. So, um, on that note, it's, it's, um, I remember she was pulling in and it was around Christmas time and it was, it was, uh, snowy and what, what have you. And there was a man and she was like, is he serious? And like, she rolled down her window and he totally cut her off and like got out of the car. And she was like, excuse me, last time I checked, you weren't pregnant. And he was like, I'm so sorry. You know, and he got back in his car and he drove away. And we got onto the debate with her and I said, well, what if he dropped off his pregnant wife? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So here's my, okay, here's my thing about that. Those spots are for when you, as a woman who are pregnant or carrying the fucking 30 pound baby carrier car seat, okay, and you need to get something like, because like for me, my husband was out of town, Mm -hmm. okay, so Mm -hmm. I had to do it and I didn't have a choice to leave the baby at home. Okay. And you don't have the husband with you. Mm-hmm. Every single time I did groceries with Mario. So we were two parents plus a kid. Never in my life did we use that spot. Mm-hmm. Because Mario can hold a cookie because it's heavier. Or he can drop us off at the door and then go park the car. And then, you know, bring the car around when we have the groceries. If Mario's alone, can he park there? No. Oh. With the baby? Yeah. Uh the picture shows a lady that's a good question though that's okay great so on that note when we went to go take pictures with santa okay and my son was five months old okay um i didn't get i was alone no not true sorry i was with mario and i said 
at Carrefour, they're legitimate family spots. Yeah. Okay. It's not the pregnant lady with the baby. Okay. It's family spots. They also have them at Ikea. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, it, it, was, it was mid-November. It was snowing. It was pictures for Santa. And we parked right near the entrance where Santa was, like entrance five or I don't know what. And mm-hmm. I said, use the family spot. And he said, well, no, because we're together, which had always been, like I said, our thing for the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. Like I pushed for it, but I was just like, ultimately, whatever. There's no arguing with him. He's a philosophy major, whatever. So I always lose. (laughs) And the person who took our parking spot were two men, each with their own kid. And the kids were like six. No, it was not a family. They legit were calling each other onk. Like, so it was like brothers. Okay. Um, and I was kind of like, does that count though? Cause like they're six years old. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't enjoy know. It. I don't know. I think the spot, like I think the origin of the lady and the little children's spot thing comes from stay at home moms, pregnant or mat leave. Um, all of like all of those things, or even like a pregnant mom with an extra kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need however, it. however, if it was a mom and a baby that pulled into that spot that would be fine I also would be okay with a man and a baby pulling into that spot I would too I literally would year old and under rule is how I see those spots because you know like even I see some of my friends and like it's not to say that the dads are not on top of it or not I just think that there's just the reality of in the circumstances of the friends I'm I'm referring to the moms are the ones that are with the kids more. Dad is right. at work all day long and it's just the reality. And when I see the, you know. Well, it's madly reality here, too. The dads are often like, oh, it's okay, you know, go for it. And, and it, which I think is a very normal, like psychological reaction. They want to be on the good side because they know they're not as present as the mom. And I see how they don't know how to deal sometimes with like the three-year-old running away. <laughs> so I, I would feel that like that spot, the closer you can get to the entrance without having to yeah. take it through a parking lot that is too likely to run away, it's acceptable. After five years old, your kid should be listening to you when your kid should be walking just fine. Obviously there are exceptions to that rule, but in general as a rule of thumb, yeah. If you're alone with an eight-year-old, you're not parking in that spot if you're a man or a woman. Like park away and walk. Chances are so, you're probably not getting enough exercise anyways. He or she should be doing the little. So <laughs> I didn't show until like my, my pregnancy until mm-hmm. way later. Mm-hmm. And I was hesitant to use those spots because mm-hmm. I wasn't visibly pregnant for mm-hmm. the longest time. Mm-hmm. I was also pretty fit and I was okay. Like, yeah. honestly, towards the end, there was no hell that I was walking. I could barely walk. <laughs> like, I was like, right. I'm parking as close as ever possible to get my freaking ice cream and I'm going home. Like, you know, but like at the beginning, it was really weird. And I literally have a picture of the first time that I used it and I used it at Indigo and it was so like liberating. And I spent the whole time waiting for someone to yell at me because the amount of times that I have yelled at people, I have been at IGA. Now, granted, this has been a point of contention between my husband and myself because it was like 30 minutes to closing, you know, 830 yeah. at night. It's not busy. OK. And a 60 plus woman parked in the pregnancy spot. And I was pregnant at the time. 
And I told her off like there was no issue. I, I had a spot. I parked in my spot. I was fine. Special to park in the pregnancy spot where the spot right next to you. Okay, granted, was the handicap accessible spot. And then the one after that was like the first empty spot because it was 830 at night. And she was like, oh, but I just needed to run in to buy a chicken. I was like, no, man, what the hell? Like, you're not pregnant. You are clearly not pregnant. Like, laid into her. And Mario was like, why? Why though? Like, who is she hurting? And I was like, it's the principle of the thing. You don't That's park it. in things that are not for you. I think it's interesting to think about the fact that you were pregnant and you still felt like you weren't, like you were, I couldn't use it. You were like not pregnant enough to use it. And then some, some woman's just like, let me just pull in. Cause I'm, and that's what it is a lot of the time. It's like people that just want to go in, they don't want to wait their turn. Mm -hmm. They just, the people that are abusing that spot are people who are like, well, I'm just running in for a few minutes or I'm just doing, and it's like, then run. I'm sorry. Like, and run. That's why I've done that. (laughs) Like, figure it out. Like, don't park in the fucking nanny camp or the universal access spot (laughs) or the pregnancy pregnancy slash, slash family spot. Spot. I am dying and choking. Sorry. My view of those spots or like the same thing goes for the seat on the Metro. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Like it's, if you really need it, use it. If you don't, then don't like if you're in your first trimester and you barely feel that you're even pregnant and you're still <laughs> your same weight and everything is hunky dory then you really shouldn't need to be using that because you're also blocking the spot from a eight month pregnant woman who maybe has two kids under three. Like the point there is that if you're okay, because some things you don't see. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I mean. Like if you need it, use it. If you don't, don't. And I think that that brings like a whole other topic of like, and maybe it's just the mood I'm in today, but sense of entitlement, like, Everybody feels entitled these days to be able to use whatever they want because it's there and they fit within the parameters. But just because it is there doesn't mean you have to doesn't mean you have to. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's there. And it's meant for that. Still doesn't like you, the, the common sense or common sense of self. Do you need it? Do I really, can I really not park three car lengths further? Yeah. And really not stand for the four metro stops longer. Yeah. It happens. I've had I've had days where I've literally we've all probably done it, especially in our student years. Yeah. Like pretending to not see or hear the person so you don't have to get up from your <laughs> Yeah, guilty. Guilty. Or I've just zoned out or yeah. Although fun story, my dad was on the metro and some guy offered his seat to him. Yeah. In- he was so insulted. He was like, I'm not old. (laughs) We've had this conversation with our mom and it was the opposite. Like I flat out remember telling her, like, if I saw you, if I was sitting down and I saw you walk in, you're not old enough. I'm not giving you my spot. It's like the, the, the older person rule applies for like old people. And I even remember, I have a different opinion now, but I even remember saying at the time, like, also, these 80-year-olds that want to look like they're 20, you stand. Studying for my test. Well, also, when you're a student, you're just kind of blurred out. Like, not the, I don't remember any of those bus rides or metro rides. I was, like, on three hours of sleep and six coffees a day. Like, I don't remember what I was doing or saying. I was probably doing a lot of things. And also, when you're young, you kind of just kind of live in your own, like, younger, I guess. You kind of just live in your own bubble. I'm my mother's daughter. I clenched my purse, and I was, like, staring every single person that walked by me in the eye. 
Although I didn't discriminate. I looked at everybody the same way. You maybe get from your uncle because my dad literally said that today. He's like, I don't discriminate. I'm rude to everyone. So I have a question. I have a question because at the beginning of this, it was kind of that, you know, have we ever lost friends or what do we do when we kind of like don't agree with people's values and stuff? And I have to say that personally, COVID mm-hmm. has shown me the few people on Facebook I have that I literally am like oh my god every time they post that I've had to like unblock and whatnot and all these like non-vaxxers like that's a new one for me as like a new mom dude if you're thinking if you're thinking wait 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 wait. like if you're thinking that politics money and religion are like topics you don't ever want to talk to like about to anybody don't bring up breastfeeding or vaccines to mm-hmm. like any mom. Also circumcision. My roommates and I oh, had discussion the yes. other day. I had posted. That's one of my first posts because we had seriously contemplated it. And I got two helpful comments and a million like, no, like it was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Vaccines and breastfeeding. Don't ask anybody. Just oh, yeah. do it. Yeah, just do it. That's true, eh? I guess, yeah, I guess it changes, like, in mom world, there's, like, other topics you shouldn't talk about. But, like, for real, though, like, it, it will, de- it, it is a divisive thing because people. I have unfriended. I have yeah, unfriended. People, are- I avoid conflict everywhere else with the other stuff. I have unfriended. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Because people are defensive of their choices, and they feel the need to justify their choice as the best choice, especially when it comes to. The fact that it's about children and their child. And I remember even telling this to you, Jane Doe, um, that <laughs> like you can use her first name, just not her last. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. I was like, who's um, the Jane Doe? <laughs> me too. I'm confused. I remember it being like something that I told you as well. And it's going to sound so anti-woman if that's even a thing. But um, is not what I mean. So I just want to preface what I'm about to say with that statement is there's also this as much as there's a a call out culture that we live that we're used to. There's also a bandwagon culture, which is like it's it should be okay to also talk about a success story. Like I did breastfeeding and it went freaking fantastic. Latched right away. I'm having the time of my life. She's drinking like a champ. Like that is now seem negative mm-hmm. you know yeah. and it's like oh you had trouble breastfeeding oh my god me too oh you know everyone I know has breastfeeding problems it's like well oh. there's a, there's a level of it's not working versus like it's really not working and I yeah. feel like people don't know how to navigate that anymore because yeah. it's oh you had trouble me too you know who else had trouble my cousin oh my god my cousin had the worst time so consider yourself lucky it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a sharing of information. Exactly. Yeah. Or like my favorite is, um, and like, I'm sure this is a hundred percent true. And I'm sure having been someone who was, uh, who didn't have kids and then someone who did have kids, but I don't know if I've seen these Facebook posts too. It's like when people say they're tired and they don't have kids, there was this great meme. It was like, you don't have a monopoly on struggle because you're a parent. And and it's interesting too, because it's like, it's Pretty a choice. Right? It's a choice. Most, Absolutely. It's a choice. Most, it is a choice. And of course it's exhausting. Like, I'm not trying to say it's not, I'm, I can't even imagine. Like I wake up at seven, go to work, go to the gym. And by the time I get home, I'm like, where is my bed? I cannot even live anymore. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine having to then factor in a kid or two kids or a kid and all their friends. Like I can't even 
like imagine it but it's like it's interesting that it's like exactly like you said it's like we're not allowed to have success stories and also it's just like a who's struggling yeah. harder yeah. what if we're all just struggling yeah. <laughs> just in yeah. different areas what if what if we also like dial it back a bit yeah. yeah instead of saying oh you're right i don't have it as bad as you why is it still in the negative why isn't it like i'm all right for you it's like not even that like it's like you can't you can't have a positive you can't meet a negative story with a positive sharing then it's just we're all just kind of like jumping on each other exactly like you said bandwagoning negativity yeah and it's it's so normal i mean i see it every day at work you know it's like how you holding up same as everyone. Yep. Yeah. It's like, really good. I'm super productive. I got so much shit done. Man working from home. Triple my expectations of the day. Why isn't it? Because you don't have to deal with stupid people. Yeah. Well. Or you do, but just not face to face. It's hard because you know, I I feel like I bandwagon too sometimes. Like I go to work and then like everyone around you is kind of like has this attitude that you just kind of like Take it on, even if you, even if you're having a great day, even if something excellent happened to you, you're like, oh yeah, Monday is the worst. And and I find that struggle too because I am in charge of all the social events at our office, and so I try and really like get everyone going, and I've organized all these things, and like the amount of naysayers mm-hmm. that the whole fucking time it's either you're ignoring my emails or you're just like. I don't get it. What is this? It's never like, oh, this is really cool and exciting. Like, what are you doing? Like, how can I help? It's like, oh, so like, what do we have to do? And like, how do we do it? And like, when is the due date? And then when we get it done, done and over with, then I get, oh, what a great initiative. I'm like, it wasn't a great initiative when I was emailing you 50 times a day and you weren't answering me. But uh-huh. now that it's over, it's a great initiative. In hindsight, you're positive about it. Yeah, but that's what it is. It's it's where a bunch of people that need to experience it in order to realize it instead of trusting in others' experiences because that doesn't exist anymore. No. Your mom doesn't know better anymore. Your aunt doesn't know better. Your friends don't know better. Only we know better. That's how it works. And I'm obviously saying this in a very like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's, it's true though. It's you're true. not you're not wrong. Such a good example of what you said just today in the hallway at work, I crossed paths with um, one of my colleagues, and she made the comment of, "Hey, guess who was part of the social committee?" Or guess who was called out to be part of the social committee? And I laughed, and I said, "I'm assuming you." And she's like, "Yeah." When they asked me, "Hey X, do you want to be part of the social committee?" She was like, "Cool. How much does it pay?" As a joke, and I was like, "Again, that's our world." Yep. That's the entitled that comes back to the entitlement thing you were saying. Mm-hmm. That everyone's entitled to to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The handicap spot, the, your opinion on breastfeeding that is apparently universal, social committee, like everything. But I guess what I was trying to say was like, what if one of your friends was like, oh no, yeah, I always park in the handicap spot. Like that's just something I do. I like, would literally attack them until they cry. Yeah. You would just attack them. And what if they just didn't budge? Like, it just came to a point where they were like, I just don't agree. Like, you would just let it go? Never let me catch you parking in a handicap spot because I will crush your car. Okay. Okay. So it would just I be like kind of, to- no, I was just going to say, it would be just kind of be like an agree to disagree kind of thing. No, I'd be like, I'll I agree to drop it. I struggle with this a lot because I think it's important to surround yourself with people who have different opinions as you and different values and stuff just so that you're not just like, echoing yourself back and forth but at the same time there's just some things that I'm like this is like 
this shows that what kind of person you are and it's like difficult and especially when it's like older friends or like people you've known a really long time long time yeah it's yeah harder to cut time. people from or like people from your high school that like you didn't see this about them at all but then like like you were saying like suddenly I don't know are these religious like devout Facebookers huh. it's like the same thing it's like people you've known forever and then suddenly out of nowhere they have these views and you're like whoa where the frick did that come from I'll be honest with you where I draw the line and it doesn't matter whether I've known you two minutes or 20 years like like a lot of my like mm-hmm. the vast majority of my friends which is sad to say more than 20 years is mm-hmm. that yeah for certain things you can agree to disagree and ultimately if you're not trying to force your opinion or value on me then you know I think we can we can do it so like all of these like religious people that came out of the woodwork on Facebook I was like weird but okay cool you do you it's not like you're asking me to come with you to mass or whatever mm-hmm. you know but yeah anti-vaxxers like that's where I drew the line because it's like you are not just endangering your own child, you're endangering my child and other children, like especially at the beginning. Those first two months, your kid is born and has nothing. Like but not hang- he or she's probably not hanging around other kids. That's not true. Personally, he wasn't hanging around any kids that weren't already vac- like vaccinated or who weren't going to be vaccinated, but that is not true. They're, mm-hmm. they're like you're you're out and about it's you can cross literally you're the one on mat leave you're the one running and doing all these errands like that was a whole source of of mm-hmm. you know debate between me and my husband like he was like well this is your job now not to make him sound all masculine and like you know chauvinistic and stuff but I was like ah shit I have the time to do it now so yeah I guess it should fall to me where it was like a little bit more shared previous to that you know right mm-hmm. and you don't know who you're crossing in the grocery store Like I was that crazy person until he got his first vaccine that had the baby and the baby carrier that was completely covered and like, don't look at my kid and don't touch my kid and just don't. Yeah. And this was like pre COVID. I can only imagine the people now, but anyway, and it's like, you know, when this started to come out about how like there were some people on my Facebook that were literally like COVID is because you got COVID because you were vaccinated what oh yeah and I was just like nope I can't I can't I can't I can't I can't I can't unfriend that even that's good that you're like just blocking that energy out I can't I can't like that's where it's like you know what I think we've grown apart everyone's allowed to grow and mature especially in these like long-term relationships or friendships and stuff you know but at some point again I don't like conflict so I'm gonna do it very like sneakily I'll admit it I'd be like, you're cray, unfollow. No, see, I'm not going to start a debate because there's no trying. They don't. It's like people who follow Trump. But anyways, now we're getting all crazy. No, it is. No, it really is. Like, there's no talking to them. (laughs) No. But see, that's the thing. I have some friends who fully were like, if I lived in the U.S., I would have voted for Trump. What? Even the second time? Like, even now? And I'm like, I... Please, ex- no. and, and the thing is, is like, I'll be open and I'll be, I'm like, okay, explain like, it to me. Yeah. yeah. Explain yeah. it to me. Please, maybe there's something I'm not seeing. Maybe there's something I'm not getting. Maybe Trump is secretly advocating for the rights of women everywhere. <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> but like, How drunk am I? I'm sorry. Yeah, like, but like, just explain it to me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that, to be honest, a lot of that support, I think, comes from like 
mostly has to do with people who are like, well, he's fiscally responsible and all this nonsense about like, it just comes down to money really like with them for a lot of it. Or they just like to say that, but when it's really like, maybe they're a little bit like they have other issues with other people and Trump's like really pushes for that. And yeah. so, but yeah, like I think like for something like that, like that, if I lived in the States, I would have a, like a big issue. I think, I think, I think I would, I wouldn't like cut any friends out, but I, that would be really hard for me. I they, think they yeah. would not be the people that I would like want to find myself alone with. Like, you know what I mean? I find that like sometimes in these situations, if you're like a bigger group of friends, you can live and let live because you're kind of just like, cool, I don't need to talk to you as much. Yeah, you can definitely avoid that topic. Exactly. I have a, a pretty concrete example of this actually now that we're talking about it. And a about few crazy years people I... who think minerals cure like everything or? <laughs> no. Um, okay, because you block them, you ignore on Facebook for thirty days, and then they come back up, and you're like, "No, ignore again." Yeah, no, <laughs> my my a few years ago, I actually had a friend to whom I saw a lot of myself in, and I was like, it was actually someone I met through another friend, and I remember being like, "Wow, we're like same person," and it was yeah. actually on a car ride to this person's bachelorette where I was going to be spending the weekend, where <laughs> it came out that she was a separatist okay and that she had super strong and this is someone who spoke to me in English this was someone who like and I remember just in the car hearing her perspective because Michelle like you I was like okay explain to me why like I'm gonna listen to what you have to say like maybe there's something I'm not getting and honestly quite a few points were quite valid and I was like okay but again this was like at least six or seven years ago. So I remember being in the car and again, we were all friends, but it was also, it's a bridal party. So like, we're not necessarily new, new friends, new friends. So I remember there was someone that really like, was like, how could you? And was so upset. Yeah, and wouldn't have done that. the wedding cut ties. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. yeah, I wouldn't have done that. And it was just that person had been so badly hurt by people with similar ideals that instead of her seeing the friend that was there, she kind of lumped her in with the rest of them. And especially for myself, on the contrary, I was like, oh, she made some pretty freaking valid points. Like, you it's important to, be able to listen. Yes, you have to be able to listen. And really, if it comes down to the fact, like I had a professor once who said the, the best thing. Um, he said, listen, you're entitled to any opinion that you have. He goes, you come into this classroom. He's like, you can literally argue anything. This is a super safe space. You can have any opinion. He's like, but do not under any circumstance show up, express your opinion uninformed. He's like, if you want to propone for something, he's like, you better have the backup to fucking back it up. Cause he's like, I, otherwise I won't like, I won't allow it. And it's true. Like sometimes people just say things because they heard it somewhere or they read one headline and it neatly fits into their exist pre-existing understanding of a topic. And so they're like, Oh yeah, that's what I think too. And then when you really ask them, they can't really tell you why it is. Yeah. That I don't like, see, that I have an issue with, but I don't think not being friends with someone cutting ties with someone is necessarily always the best way because if you really wish this person to see the other side then the what's easier cutting them out or taking the time if there's someone in your life 
to work on them and try and change their mind. Depending on what the topic is, depending on how passionate you are about it, if you just cut them off and you cancel them, as they say, that's easier for you. And like in the long run, it doesn't really help your cause. That's beautifully put because we can coexist whether or not our values are the same or our opinions are the same. And like, I fully believe that in my specific situation where I draw the line is when you try to change my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm here saying that you're entitled to your opinion. I'll listen to it. I might not agree with it, but I'll listen to it. But do not start to put your own, like, you know, when it gets, like, again, with these anti-vacciners, like, like, I can't. Well, it's also just like, I mean, and also I would like to say that it was beautifully put, but it's also, I can't take credit for it. My best friend, Olivia, actually (laughs) recently explained this to me and it was like quite, she actually did most of the work. At what point is it just a matter about, evolving as a person and change. I'll give you an example, Michelle, um, from what you were saying before, or, or, you know, even Amanda, in in regards to showing up informed and not pushing your opinion on someone, going to the topic of religion, people that really believe certain things about certain religions, it's because they feel like they are informed and they have been informed through a historical clause. So now you're going back to something that you know, predates anything that anyone can contradict or can actually disprove. So at that point, it's not so much about showing up informed and, you know, maybe they're not trying to change you. They're just trying to share the information that they have. It's just also a matter of evolution. Like you need Mm -hmm. to be able to evolve. If I take the example and it's going to be a doozy, if I take the the anti-vaccineers, no, even more (laughs) Catholic, a lot of old school Catholics, yeah, don't understand, you know, being homosexual mm-hmm. because them being informed is fueled through their history of religion to which they they have studied and they have learned. But you can't disprove anything that's being said. Again, this is up by just preface by saying, yeah, yeah. obviously, do not condone that. But I'm just yeah. for the sake of rattling some feathers, you know, like at what point is it just a matter of? That's fine that you showed up informed, that you've been not just socialized under this environment and educated into this environment and live, breathe this environment every single day. At one point, is it also a matter of making your own decision and being okay with saying, you know, I'm Catholic, but I think that that's wrong and going against certain aspects. You know, I think that all three of us can say that, you know, there's religion and that there's faith. Well, a big part of religion, too, and I think across the board is is there is this big blind spot, arguably, you could say, where it all comes. It is kind of like irrefutable in the sense that faith is at the at the core of it. Yeah. So you can't really argue with that. like and I think it's created exactly for that. Like it's created yeah. that way that it's, yeah. it's you can't really argue with someone who's just like, I just deeply believe and that is my faith. Mm hmm. But then as a result, I think having grown up Catholic, super Catholic, all three of us, mm-hmm. um, I know that I can make my own decision and say, well, yeah, I grew up Catholic, but like at a certain point, some of that stuff didn't really add up for me, specifically mm-hmm. the whole thing about homosexuals just seems like kind of a reach. Yeah. It would be difficult for me. I think that's an example of something that that would be very difficult for me if someone was like really against homosexuality, like I would just have. I would have trouble being friends with them, family, or like family that, you know, or people that you not necessarily, you don't necessarily have like the liberty of cutting out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't cut out necessarily, but you can avoid. 
You can oh, avoid but you try. Topics. Yeah. I people feel like, try. I don't know. Pardon? People try to get people out in family. Absolutely. But I'm saying personally, I don't know. The things that I cannot like literally disprove with science. So like religion, honestly, I can't say I've gotten into too many religious debates, but like the whole homosexuality thing, I totally counterbalance with the historical aspect, which you almost yeah. can't refute because it's historical like it's it's hard you know um you can yeah. refute obviously but like it's hard to do it really really well <laughs> I think historically they both stand because you can't well you can't yeah I mean when I said homosexuality like predated heterosexuality obviously that wasn't true because then where would the human species be but I just mean that like in terms of like the history of sex and like sex and intimacy yeah. like ancient Greece like yeah documented history yeah dudes fuck dudes because if you wanted to have a sexually intimate relationship with someone uh, that was considered your equal, equal. you were not gonna have sex with a woman that like weren't because they were no procreation only exactly it was a means to an end yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no exactly like like that's what I'm getting at like the anthropological view Mm -hmm. you know help helps me sometimes in these moments like whether it's historical or scientific or whatnot it's when something can be proved scientifically like almost with like out of fact without a doubt sorry that it like really bothers me and I'll walk away I like if we can't cut them out then you have to at just some point be like cool we're never going to agree on this Mm -hmm. but just know that maybe our relationship's going to change because we cannot agree on this you know well I think the science thing and the anti-vaxxer thing is like a thing and I'll say this and like maybe I'm wrong because I haven't done that much research but I've done enough research to know that like I think if the dude who like proposed this whole thing comes forward and says yeah sorry I made it up yeah (laughs) Like, I think at that point, we can all just be like, at the end of the day, it's just based on one translation of the book. And so many things can be lost in translation. So many. Hence why we have literally all these different Christian um, religions. It's just Hmm. different translations of the book that it, the word, like, you know, that it's... mm. Like, I don't know, like it's a trans, like you can't, you can't base everything on a translation. And it was translated like hundreds of years later and not even from the original language. So it's, you know, it's, and then also to get behind it. Yeah. And then also taking into account like the cultural frameworks in place during the translation. Yeah. Like there was already all, there was like probably biases that shaped that. And I think that goes with science as well. Like I say this to my Mm -hmm. science always, like science is, is, maybe the closest thing to like an empirical source that we have, but it's also yeah. shaped by it's built. We're all constantly building on top of new, on top of exi- existing science, yeah. which then later becomes like comes forward that Absolutely. it's like, that it wasn't true. Like look at just everything that is health. I missed a part of it, but health wise, like I can say like for our grandmother, she like follows whatever's in every magazine as to what like is considered health, even if it is like an actual health magazine. And it's like, you know, still drinks like four liters of milk a day because it's good for osteoporosis. And you're like, that's, I don't know if that's like still as. Yeah. And it's like, it's a Quebec magazine. And if it's a Quebec magazine, then it's, then it's lobbied by the milk mafia, which is a thing in Quebec. And they want you to drink their milk. (laughs) 
So it's like everything is lobbied by something. That's like my dad, like he gets all his source from the news. No, sorry. Tell me it's not Fox. <laughs> it's not Fox or CNN. Okay. okay. Not for sure. But it's just funny because he just calls it the news. I think it's just mostly like the six o'clock news, CTV. Yeah. And then it like gives you a little blur and then there's never any follow up. Yeah. And then like the Gazette maybe. No, it's, it's, uh, you know, you want to respect, you want people to respect you. And, uh, at the same time you want to continue educating yourself, but it's probably the hardest thing ever to, to know where from. to draw that line. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult because I think you have to weigh out what's going to be healthy for you, healthier for you. You know, like if it's someone you've been friends with for a really long time and you get so much out of their friendship in other ways, and this is like one thing that like maybe you're going to have to work on for a few years and maybe keep them in there. But if it's someone that's just going to, you're just going to be senselessly arguing with and like, they're just like harming you at that point. It's like, and there, there's no willingness to change or no willingness to be open-minded. Then it's like, eh, well, see you in the next life, you know? It also puts you in a place, and this is, I'm going to say this very generally, but I'm not going to lie, it totally depends on the mood of my day. But it also makes me always feel like I'm constantly put in a position hierarchically. That's the word. In mm-hmm. them, it's like, oh, I'll just let them talk because they don't know better. And that in and of itself, although there's days where I very transparently totally believe that, <laughs> there's other days where I'm like, man, who am I? to yeah. have that view of someone else and and it's it's a push pull frustration yeah. sometimes for me to be like man why can't i just let things go and be mellow and not hold that over that person and learn you know there's things that like i think same i kind of have that i'm a very i am an argumentative person as well but i also like to be informed so sometimes like i definitely do come from a like maybe like a without even even realizing like a higher higher than mighty kind of like stance where I'm like exactly like you said like looking down on people um for what they're saying or just assuming that they don't know anything but I remember like in my communication class once like I was I had to like read this reading um by a uh by bell hooks um she's like this uh black cultural studies uh professor anyway and so I had to kind of relay the information read the text and then like ask a question um and I was asking about representation and like her whole argument was that um black women in tv are often segregated into three separate tropes and whether she was asking the question and she had asked like uh other like black viewers as well of like their their opinions on it and saying like well what do you think do you think it's better to have no representation or should we have this, this this kind of like these archetypes that are like not so good like yeah like which one is better like what would they prefer mm-hmm. and so I like re kind of like said that question even though it was pulled from the text but I guess the way that I worded it thinking like oh I'm fine I can just do this and someone literally like raised up their hand and was like I don't think your question is appropriate like and basically told me all the reasons why like the way I had worded it was not appropriate for the class and that the fact that there was not actually just so happened there was no black kids in that class and it was just like a moment where I had like a whoa because like I was like in front of everyone kind of got schooled kind of had to like take a step back and be like oh wow without even realizing it like I had some I didn't have an awareness about 
something. And then I went home and thought about it for three days. And yeah, it's an ego bruise, but I'm so happy that it, that happened because I know that now I'm like, okay, well, next time going into it, I'm going to be way more critical and I'm not going to make that mistake again. I think people just need to be open to like learning and also just, yeah. it's okay that you're wrong. It's okay that you're not perfect at it. Really, really funny um, because Mario was maybe going to join us tonight. Literally one of the examples that he put forward to me, well, one of the arguments was that he was, I, I had pop, like, I had put forth that we would maybe talk gender roles when you start moving into the house and like yeah. stuff like that, because both Jessica and I have been in long-term relationships. And I noticed that you just kind of go into these gender roles anyways. Um, and he was like, you know, like I got schooled once so bad by a feminist who was completely right about you, the white male talking about how I like my experience and stuff that he was like, I am never going into something at least somewhat read up or like learned about again. He was like, so like, no, 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 I'm not going into this tonight. Like, and I was like, you know, it's funny because like you said, we have the tendency, like, I think, especially us three, like, and, you know, ultimately, I personally enjoy hearing what everybody has to say. I like looking at things and being like, you know what, that's an excellent point. But sometimes I still might take away from it just like, okay, cool. That, like, but I'm right. Yeah. Like, and I won't necessarily, I'm not going to be like, well, I'm right, like in your face. I'm just gonna, I know mm -hmm. what I think. Yeah. Right. So you can't actually know it, but like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 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 And, and I walk away from that being like, okay, cool, you know, but yeah, it's super important to get that ego boost and to be shot down a couple levels every once in a you while. You should. You need to get kicked down and like, yeah. It's the and only you way you're going to learn. That. Yeah. Exactly. And you grow from that. You, and like, I think that's why, like, that's, um, I've seen this a lot and I, like, I get frustrated sometimes because like in my group of friends, for instance, like sometimes I often kind of like, I'm sure maybe you guys have felt this, but like, I often end up being the only one that goes up to bat with people. And like, I don't know if it could, but like, and just, have you and met not, my friends? We just argue yeah. all the time. <laughs> And, and not because necessarily because my friends don't agree with me because in other private conversations, mm -hmm. you know, they do and they have the same opinions as me, but it's because like, I'm the one who's like, okay, no, like, I'm not going to just listen to it. Like, we're, right. let's go. But it can like, because of that, like I find, and maybe it's also because I have an argument based podcast now, so I'm not helping my cause, but <laughs> I find people when they go up to me, like, they're just like scared of it's also in the delivery, right? So it's like, sometimes I get so passionate and like heated that like, I don't realize that like, I'm yelling at this person. Right. And they're just like trying to like, get their opinion in. And I'm just like, get so passionate and heated. And then at the end of it, I've had people be like, are you mad at me? Like, oh, no. one time at Christmas, Jess, you and I were like going at it back and forth. And then at the end, and everyone was like dead silence, because they didn't know what to, they didn't know what to do. And then at the end, you and I were like, we're not mad, right? And like, I was like, I'm like 0% mad. And like, that's yeah. like most of the time that I come out of an argument. Like, I'm not mad. I just, yeah. I'm passionate and, it, and maybe like my delivery needs to, I need to work on my delivery. I have an interesting point that you said something, again, since we're talking also about how wording is important, that someone recently told to me in a work context and that I actually, well, that I actually made someone else realize. And it was that you said that you're always the first one up to bat. Not to say that there's not other batters. It's just you get there first. So sometimes we actually shadow someone else's who wants to say something. And this happened to me in a work context where I had 
my in my team there was always one and she's like well I'm speaking up for everybody because they don't feel comfortable speaking up and I said yeah but you don't get to be their voice no they are their voice so yeah. even if you feel or if they've told you in confidence that they're sharing your opinion there may still be some things that you're saying that they don't agree with and because of that you have to speak for you and if you didn't say anything, it might give opportunity to someone else to say something. And I addressed that situation and I swear it could also be total one off. But like within the following month, she actually did kind of stop and like someone else privately came up to me and said something to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, it's true because I think sometimes, I mean, I find a lot of frustration with it because just because I feel like like, I'm not, like, I defend not just my causes, I defend everyone's because I just think that, like, the amount of times that I wish that someone would have just done that for me, like, mm-hmm. if, and I was telling my dad this earlier, too, like, if I, if there was a conversation we we're having, and, like, let's say women's rights just came up, just because, like, that's maybe the only oppression I know, um, like, if a dude, like, a fully informed dude, like, stood up to the plate and was like, yo, that's not cool, and, like, took someone else down, like, took another dude down, like, I think I would marry that guy. that never happens people just stay silent and it sucks because sometimes some of the silent most silent people have the best arguments and they're sitting on the best arguments and I'm like fuck and then like later they'll tell me and I'm like god damn it like why didn't you say something why was there a lot of me I'll say it (laughs) yeah I have to say like you know and for our viewers I don't know if in your intro or whatnot you'll say we're sisters but obviously we're sisters so it's it's one of those that sometimes I'll completely agree with Jess but just for the sake of the debate play devil's advocate and bring up the opposite side because I'm like no man I want to hear all of your points I want to hear and I'm going to bring up other points because it's never 50 50 it's never 60 40 like you know it's it's only it's sorry let me rephrase that. It's often 50 50. It's never like completely one sided on an argument, you know, like yeah. it's often that each side has good arguments and that they should be brought up in order to make like a educated or at least like a knowledgeable decision on where you want to stand, you know, based on the, on the little information we have. I'm not going to say that we're like super informed about everything that goes on in the world at all, but um I do love, I do love family gatherings, seeing you guys or, or us. Yeah. Just <laughs> you get very loud. People don't understand that we're not yelling. We're just talking. That's what I have to work on personally is like my delivery of things and just like making people feel more comfortable with me. Cause like often sometimes there's alcohol involved and then it's like, it's just no bueno. I'm on the amount of times I've been in a bar just like yelling my ass off at like some random dude. And then my, like my best friend will be just like, Nish, can we just not do feminism tonight? Can we just like have a night? Like, <laughs> let's go. Like I've literally, Kelsey, my friend Kelsey has literally like peeled me off and been like, we're not doing this tonight. But also sometimes, you know, you're arguing if, because you're yelling, you're arguing a lot of the same points. You are maybe saying the same things, but in different ways. Oh my like, God. That, that, joke that I unfortunately missed. <laughs> Where there was a screaming match about the Roman Empire, I think. <laughs> no, we had a worse one about Lady Gaga versus Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, yo. We were so on the same page about that. I still don't understand how it got so 
Like Davis actually were not talking to each other for the rest of that Christmas dinner, but we were saying the same thing. Yeah, I know. I know. I know this. And our family was beside themselves. <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, that's also the, this is the thing, like even at the camp, like from when I heard of this, like camping, which of course I missed this camping story was that like, it just became this whole thing. And I'm sure my dad did that thing where he tried to mediate, but just made it worse. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that about? hundred percent. I was like, why are you getting involved? I did not say that because your father scares the shit out of me. There's a, like a dogmatic side to all of them because even like on Saturday when we did the prom and whatever and I brought those fake IDs I made for you guys which were clearly fake and like had a sample written on them. I showed my dad <laughs> and my, my mom was like, these are so cool. Like how funny. And my dad was like, you shouldn't be doing that. Why are you making fake IDs? And like, I was like, dad, I'm not like actually making fake IDs. He's like, well, it's just not right. Like, you shouldn't do that, even if it's for a joke. Like, it's not funny. I was like, <laughs> okay. It's okay. My mom, three times, she's like, but did you tell Maureen that you guys are bringing booze? I was like, it was the first thing I said. Maureen was clearly all worried. Like, all worried. She was like, cool, great. Like, <laughs> right now, so I'm sorry if I'm not paying attention as much as I was before. So I apologize. Are you worried? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Jessica, uh, it's 10 40 at night. Put it I away. The designer just got back to me. It's not your fault. She that is, we're launching a tomorrow, which I expect all of you to participate in. Don't yeah. bite your nails, Jessica. I can stop us now because it's 1030, but um, this was great and I had so much fun and thank you guys for coming and doing this. You're I hope we didn't get too far off topic. I tried to no, bring it back perfect. sometime. Um, I really, I really, really wanted to get into that anti-vax shit. <laughs> this has been Trigger. Thanks for tuning in.